Welcome to a Doctor's Perspective podcast, Acadiana Local Edition. Today, we have Ty Grenot with Acadiana Garage Doors. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, best-selling author on Amazon, podcast host, award winner, and chiropractor in Acadiana. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain in local businesses in Acadiana. Thank you so much for joining the show. If you caught last week's episode, you got an idea of where the show's been, where it's going now, and I couldn't be more excited. I've reached out to some people. They said yes. And today we'll have the first one, the tie. I fair warned him. I got some new questions to ask. It's different than my past interviews. So if we needed to edit or redo an answer, no problem. Let's make sure the flow is good and the answers are top quality for the Lafayette people. Before we jump in, I'd like to thank the sponsor, Scoliosis Center of Louisiana and Chiropractic. If you got a kid or an adult who's getting back pain, doesn't like the way they look, or just needs an evaluation, then hold over to Scoliosis Center of Louisiana. They've got the training necessary to support the curve, the exercises to put you in reverse image, and see improvements. Reduce pain, get straighter, look better. If you have questions, 337-453-5199, or you can visit drjustintrosclair.com. That's a DR. Well, let's jump into the episode. Show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash A01. Live from Acadiana, today on the podcast, we got a, a great guest. His name is Ty Grenot. He's with Acadiana Garage Doors, and we're going to find out some things about him, his past, his marketing, and all that jazz. So, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Nice to be here, Justin. Appreciate you inviting me, man. Absolutely. You are going to be one of the top five, uh, or I guess should I say first five that we interview, and we're going to release them all at the same time pretty much. And we're really looking forward to seeing what Acadiana has to offer because I've been here. I grew up in Bro Bridge for my entire life. I moved away. I came back and it's a different landscape whenever you come back sometimes. Ambassador Caver is getting bigger and then some things actually stay the same. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I tell you, I did that myself. Moving out of town and coming back gives you a completely different perspective and you nailed it. I mean, some things, it, it takes me back to, you know, 10 years old. Now it's other things like, wow. We're, we're, we're doing better, thankfully. So the more we have people leave and come back, I think the better it is for Acadiana. Different perspective is important. And I already had two different king cakes, so I think I feel like I'm done for the whole season already. I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. Put put your limited to, man. You'll be all right. Ten pounds max gain. You're That's fine. it. You'll be all right. You can lose it by next season. Take some chromium, as my mom likes to say. She she got on the uh, the, the vitamin wagon. She's like, just take some chromium if you eat too much and uh, – <laughs> Get those sugars some charcoal down. too, man. Throw some charcoal on there. Absolutely, it it, it, move, it removes the fat and unhealthiness. You're good That's to hilarious. Go. You said the charcoal. <laughs> it, it wraps the fatness up, is what she said. I don't know. I love my mom to death, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, some of these naturalist ideas, I'm buying into. Yeah. It. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Some of them are really good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump in. All right, tell the people what do you offer, and if you can really go back, what was the big why to start with this? So I, I think I have an interesting story, a story that, you know, I don't think I'm the typical entrepreneur. I didn't arrive on this at this stage in life. Definitely by not by accident and definitely not the normal path. So I've got a different background. I've got a, a tech degree. I've got an MBA, partial law. I mean, I, there's a lot going on. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got older. And uh, work, I moved to Dallas. I graduated from UL Lafayette, one of the first 
UL Lafayette grads when it switched from uh, USL to ULL. I got lucky enough to get a good job, Texas Instruments up there, and um, was living the life, traveling, rising the, the corporate ladder, doing really well for myself. But that was no life to live for a married man uh, that wanted to have kids and wanted to build a family. So they afforded me the opportunity to go back to school and pay for it. You know, years later, uh, my father-in-law, uh, he was at the point where he bought, he was the original owner of Acadiana Garage Doors. He started it in 1986 or 88, I believe. And he was ready. He bought it as far as he could. He was ready to sell it. Never would have thought I'd have anything to do with garage doors. I mean, our beginnings were humble. My father-in-law had very, me and him had a very um, intimidating relationship. If I said a thousand words for to him before we got married, I'd be surprised. We didn't really bond. Um, so when I was in Dallas, I bought a bought a home. It was a cheap home. It was uh, 2,800 square feet. Bought it for 144,000. If you can imagine to make that happen, they had to cut some corners, right? And one of those corners they cut was they didn't put a garage door opener. It was just a garage door. So bright idea. Hey, got an opportunity. My father-in-law, we can bond. And I uh, said, hey, I'd like to give you some business. If you can bring up a garage door opener, I'd look like he needed the business to drive to Dallas. But I was trying, right? So he comes down. Uh, I help him do the install. I have a million questions. I'm trying to generate some some connection there. And an hour, 45 minutes later, we, we were finished. And I said, man, Frank, his name's Frank Urban. I said, uh, we did good, man, an hour and 45 minutes. And, and the funny response is, and I swear to this day, I, <laughs> it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. He says, yeah, if you wouldn't have helped, that would have been done in a half hour. <laughs> And that's that's where it all started. Well, that's right? a father-son moment right there, forward. too. It, it is. It is, right? And uh, little did I know, fast forward, decade later, he would be one of my best friends, um, one of my mentors. Sadly enough, he passed away a few years ago and uh, kind of changed my life, changed the direction I was headed. And uh, now our goal is to just carry on the legacy he created, do all the things that I hope we're doing to make him proud. Absolutely. Well, we're talking garage doors. Like, what do... Are we talking those custom ones that are like chiseled out and they have a fleur de lis on the top and they got windows or <laughs> so so we we have everything I turn around. You know, we got the most beautiful stuff, the most expensive, as much as you want to spend, to the as little as you want to spend, the ugly stuff and everything in between, right? So one of the cool things that my father in law Frank originally kind of saw before anybody else was he built a showroom. It was the, one of the first showrooms in the country for garage doors. Who would have thought? Well, Years earlier, it wouldn't have made any difference. Who wants a showroom? It's all little square rectangle stuff, right? Well, his timing was perfect. Mm. Uh, the garage door industry started to grow, started to come out with new inventive, cool things. And he kind of timed that market perfect. Me coming on board, buying uh, or getting into the business with my tech background and our systems in place. You know, I'm, I'm not an overly religious person, but I do believe in God and I believe in his timing. And his timing was, you can't deny, it was meant to yeah, be. Spot on. And uh, so now we do everything. I mean, we do from the decorative stuff to the plain stuff. We service, we install, we do residential, we do commercial. And, and this year, uh, I'll announce, uh, excited to announce, we are getting into the distribution side of things. So we're building a 20,000 square foot location. It's going to be a warehouse, office space, showroom space. It's going to be located behind Walmart on Ambassador, and we'll have easy access to I-10, I-49, and we're going to distribute all the way from Florida to Texas. Uh, and that kind of 
I don't want to say fell into our lap, but with COVID timing and the way our manufacturers are changing their business model and distribution model, it's working out well. So I'm excited. This is a big year, big year change. Wait, are y'all going to be creating your own designs and are you like partnered up with another company and you kind of handle all that? So we're, yeah, so we're partnered up with our manufacturer. The manufacturer is Amor. We have an exclusivity agreement to where right now within a 50 square mile radius, you can't buy Amor product unless you buy from us. Well, their business model is they have 80 distribution centers all around the country. During COVID, they had to continue paying that operation when they weren't really productive. They had to have people stay home. So they're now going to a mega distribution model where the distribution centers will be in major cities. And then all the dead areas, they're going to rely on their dealer network. And we are going to be one of those key areas. Um, we're centrally located. So, yeah, we're partnering with the manufacturer, sell their product and what that brings about is cheaper pricing for us. It brings about new opportunity for uh, different types of market share uh, and other manufacturers to come on board as well. So we're excited. That's awesome. You know, I had treated a patient one time in Colorado, and that, this is what he did. He did only custom <laughs> garage doors yeah. at all. And I was like, man, what is – he's like, oh, 15, 20 grand. He's like, I do celebrity things. And, you know, I wasn't even – I never actually purchased a garage door in my life. Uh, still haven't. It's just sort of part of the package. I've never had to replace one. So I was just like blown away. I was like, wow, they'll spend that much money on a door. And he's like, we can go even crazier. And I was kind of blown away. You'd be surprised from wood to iron. I mean, some of this stuff is incredible. I, it's I say the it front of time. your house for if most you, people. It is. I mean, look, it's, it's 20 to 30 feet of the front of the house. People spend all this money on the front swing door when you got, that's what, three feet? That nobody Four sees? Feet? So I'm not, I don't push, hey, you got to buy something expensive, but you dang well better buy something that goes with the house that you like that fits it well, right? So it's not about spending money. It's about making the right selection, and that's why we have our showroom and we train the people the way we do. The hope is when people come in, they're not coming in for us to sell them. They're coming in for us to educate them, and if they choose us, we're blessed for, for that choosing. If they go somewhere else, hey, we gave it our best shot, but at least – we we gave them pros and cons and, and try and give them ideas on how to make selections and what the right move is. It's not always like you'll have people with new construction. An architect sees it one way on, on these sizes and such, yet we can make some small changes that will make a big difference. For example, if you have a three-car garage, a lot of times they'll make that third-car garage a little six-foot wide for a golf cart. Mm-hmm. Well, just make it eight-foot wide, and that's considered a third-car garage and go to sell it. I mean, and the cost is the same. The cost of that door, whether it's six foot wide or eight foot wide, is the same price. But when you go to sell it, you just added huge value. So we're always preaching if you can. And as soon as you get your plans in place, come into the showroom, not to buy, but so we can make changes um, that could, you know, have huge dividends for you in the end when you go to sell. And let's dive in just a little bit more on that because that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. When it comes to marketing to customers or making relationships with manufacturers, or even trying to increase the sales in your own place. Like you said, it's about educating, but is there any tips or tricks or things that you've learned along the way that's really helped, um, you know, push the envelope? Cause like you said, if you're not into the huge custom door, that's great. We've got 20 normal vanilla ones, but we still want to yep. make it match your, your outside. Show me pictures, like any hints or tricks for that stuff. Uh, dude, every, well, I've got so many things to say on this subject. I'll try and keep it simple. I've got an MBA, right? So all the back, the, the, Oh books, gosh. Yeah. Books, the, you don't know anything until you're in real life and you're doing this. You don't know anything. So 
we started off advertising. We never advertised before. You don't know what to pick. You, you talk to seven different media, whether it's radio, television, Fox 15, ABC, whatever. They'll all tell you why they're the best. So if I had unlimited funds, I'd just put it everywhere, right? But at some point, you're just kind of throwing stuff on the wall and see what fit, what what sticks. Realistically, in my opinion, more than advertising, more than anything else, relationships is key. And that's not overnight. You have to build that over time, uh, whether it be with our builders, with our customers. The key is doing it the right way, using a quality product and doing it with consistency for a long period of time. That gives you that um, that loyalty, um, gives you that reputation. Now, from an advertising standpoint, what I do that just, man, is kind of surprising is we do a lot of radio. Mm. I think all the mediums work. But one of the things that set us apart that really changed my business, uh, name's Jimmy Cole. He used to work for, uh, Town Square Media. He came in in like November, December, just kind of walked in one day and said, Hey, Ty, uh, I'd like to pitch some advertising to you. I was like, man, we're out of, we're out of advertising budget here. We're at the end of the year. He's like, do you have any co-op dollars? I was like, yeah, I got co-op dollars, but I spent them. He said, you, you have LiftMaster co-op dollars, which is our main manufacturer motors. So they don't do it. He goes, yeah, they do. You need a call. With him in my office, I called him and he said, hey, uh, you have 30 grand to spend, but you got to spend it by the end of the month. Oh, hello. I can do that. So he's sitting there with a big <laughs> smile on his face, right? He's like, yeah, I'll do it. It was absolute luck or God's timing, however you want to say it. Jimmy changed our business. Radio advertising, you don't think of, I mean, you hear it all the time, right? I listen to a lot of radio. But I tune out on, on the advertising side of things. It's just you hear a ton of this, a ton of that. You just learn to tune it out. What Jimmy did differently, I said, Jimmy, I don't want to be on the radio. I'd prefer not to be the guy, dang, hey, today and today only, 399 <laughs> for 16 by 7. Just cheese, right? Yep. He goes, well, listen, I'm going to put a microphone here, and I'm going to learn about your business. And we just had a conversation. And he cut together a commercial that was like, started with, hey, here's a tip from Acadiana Garage Doors, and he gives you a tip, and then it cuts to me, and he cut the commercial of us having a conversation. Well, as much as I didn't want to be on the commercials, one of the things that it did was, and I fully believe in it now, customers, people want to hear from the owner. They want to hear from the person responsible for that business, somebody here local, and they don't want to be sold. They want to be educated, and they want to be informed about what it is that you do and uh we we do both we educate and we tell you a little bit about us not about hey you know we have a sale this month it's not sales driven it's none of that we have the long-term picture in mind that long-term girl is look you don't need a garage door today but one day you will and when you when you do need that i hope you think back to us and all the tips that we gave you and all the you know we are are huge we are good people Absolutely. I like, mean, we look at that as chiropractic. We're always like, okay, what can we give you with the, for your low back of your neck? Just enough so that you can call us. And like every business absolutely. has something that they need tips and tricks that you didn't even think about to create the longevity of the motor, et cetera. It, absolutely. And, and it's one of those things where you have to be sincere in that. And I think that's the big, biggest challenge, right? Just coming across sincere and not the, let me just tell you why I want to get you here and sell. And, and I think that genuineness comes in. If you are genuine, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we are, man. Like, look, we do garage doors and I don't want to sound cheesy. It's garage doors. Is there anything sexy, exciting, fun about? No, it's garage doors. But if we're going to do it, we want to do it to the best of our abilities. Uh, we want to be a good partner here in the community. And our motto is the golden rule. And, you know, people laugh at that sometimes, kind of the old cheesy saying, but it's true. Treat others the way you'd like to be treated. 
I'm not chasing after. If somebody calls in and, and we messed up, uh, and it happens, we're not perfect. If you're coming for a place that's perfect, you came to the wrong place. But we're always going to make it right. Even if we're not wrong, even if I think the customer is wrong, for long term, we're always going to make the call in a, a positive way for the customer. For you to leave us and not have – might not have been the best experience. It might not have been perfect. We might have made mistakes. But for you to leave us and say, man, they tried to take advantage of me. You just didn't give us an opportunity. I will, I will give right. you the money back, and you can keep the door. It's all about making sure that that customer feels taken care of, felt like we care. Uh, and look, we're all consumers. I need to make sure I create an environment that's super comfortable for them and super trusting. And that's really what sales is, right? Build trust between you and the customer. And you already answered one of the questions I was going to have. How do you deal with customer complaints? And I mean, as a consumer, we are, we're already there. If something happens, we just want to be like, do you, can you just take responsibility or yeah. was it my fault? Was it your fault? Did we not communicate? And sometimes you just, you know, especially if you're spending a decent amount of money, you're like, can you just come make it right? Not six months from now, not three months from now and keep kicking the can. But, you know, in a service industry, that's kind of the reputation that a lot of people have. They're like, they'll never come back and fix it. And if, when the when you find somebody that does, all of a sudden you're like, dude, do it. You Even though they messed up, you'll still get a referral from them. Absolutely. Do, do what you say you're going to do. My, the, one of the things that keep me up at night is a customer that has a bad experience with us and doesn't say anything. They just, oh, I'm never using those guys again. I mean, look, we make mistakes. We'll go out there. And we do something that we shouldn't have charged for. And the notes are weird. So our billing department bills and they, and they get a $120 bill. We were out there for two minutes and did nothing. It's an accident. It wasn't on purpose. Man, I, I, please let me I'm know. Never, I'm going to pay that. I'm going to pay that bill. It's 120 bucks to Katie and garage doors. I'm never calling them again. No, dude, call me. I let me look. We make a mistake. And, and even if it isn't our mistake, let me make your day. I, 120 bucks is not worth. The bad reputation, the bad Google review, and all the bad mouthing that you're going to get. Absolutely. Look, we're a small town, man. Uh, word of mouth works both ways. You do a great job. You do the right thing. Man, it's easy. I don't have to advertise. You do the wrong thing. Poop. I don't think you can pay enough in advertising to overcome that. You no. Know, not in a community like this. Yeah. I, I mean, I know a guy that we get, went to school with, and people were like, eh, they, they, they don't use that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, look, it, all right, then. <laughs> It's it's when somebody makes their mind up, it it's surprising how quickly that spreads, especially somebody that's respected. That's why it's like, man, every opportunity we have to deal with a customer, even though they might not buy from us, even though they might not be in the market. Look, I got people that call like once a year. It seems like they're just lonely just to talk. <laughs> I'm like, are you ever going to buy a garage? I don't know, but we take every opportunity when we touch a customer to take their needs and concerns seriously never to take advantage of ignorance and to try and educate them so that whatever decision they make, last thing I want to do is sell them something. Look, I, you can come in. I think I'm a good salesperson. You can come in. I can talk you to sell you know, buying the most expensive thing I have. Well, man, that is, what did I gain by you buying something, regretting it later? And man, he told me one thing and that's not the way it was. Yeah. No, man, do the right thing. Make less money up front if it's not the right thing for them to buy. But in the long run, if they're ever going to buy a door again, or they're going to tell somebody about us. That's the long game, man, not the short game. You don't play, you don't chase after money at the disadvantage of long time. I mean, that's, that's proven. Yeah. We've been in business 35 years now. And that's the only way to do it. That's the only way you survive. And I can tell you this, not everybody, like we're in a blessed position of being in a long time. And I don't want to say we're a cash cow, but we're to the point where I'm not, I don't need to chase every dollar. So I have the advantages of saying, Hey, you know what? You're unhappy with the door you chose. 
and you're really just, man, I can make your day by just going to change it out and take the hit. I'm going to do that. Well, if you're a new company and you're short on funds, cash flow's low, man, at $120, and I, I, I was out there, I, I need to get some income. So we're blessed to be in a position where we're able to make that decision where not everybody is, you know, uh, and that, that's one of the advantages of being in business this long. Well, let me ask you this question because uh, when I was interviewing all the other doctors in the first half of my, my podcast, the one that got the most attention was family life balance, taking vacations because you're still a small, not small, but you know what I mean. You're, you're, an, uh, you're an entrepreneur. And so that already is kind of hard to uh, take vacation. You're, I guess you're in a unique position where I'm sure you're not the one that's always turning wrenches and screws and all of yeah. that. But yeah. when you're still the boss, you still have uh, responsibilities and it's hard to get away. So all that to preface. How do you create this work-life balance that people talk about and try to maximize, you know, being with your family and stuff? It feels impossible, especially if you're control freak, right? Uh, I'm still learning that. I've gotten way better. I, I, the, the thing that I used to say, and boy, this was probably the first 12 to 13 years of being in business. I never went on vacation. I went places, mm -hmm. but I was never on vacation. My mind's always back here, right? Yep. Absolutely. I've, I've got a little notification on my phone. It's four o'clock Friday afternoon. I see the last car got here and somebody set the alarm. Okay. I can breathe. Let's, let's enjoy this weekend. But like going away for seven days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I just couldn't relinquish control. And I think that's what most entrepreneurs struggle with is nobody can do it as good as I can. You know what? That may be true, but it probably, probably did good is. enough. You way good enough. You, it doesn't have to be a 10. I'm good with a nine, especially if that nine allows me to do things that allow me to stay in balance. Right. So I, I, I'll tell you, during COVID, we made some key hires, um, invested in some key people. And when I say key hires and people, I mean, in our office to where, man, I, I always thought if I'm not the one in front of the customer, I, I'm worth this. I have to be the one doing it. Otherwise, nobody's going to buy from us. Guess what? Either I was super fooled and had an ego uh, that needed to be tamed and humbled or, you know, I'm just a control freak and probably a little bit of both at the time. The folks that I hired, neither one of them ever had any sales experience. We learned together. We trained together, trained them to guess what? They're, as much as I like to think it couldn't be done, nobody could do it as good as I can. Not only can they do it as good, they do it better. And learning to trust in the people, as long as you have the right people in place, that gives me that balance to, man, I can go on vacation and not have to worry about it. I know if I get a phone call, it's only because it's an absolute must. Anything else can be taken care of. So it's all about your people and having trust in those people and pulling the control back. That takes a lot. It tames the ego to know, especially when you said somebody does more. Wait a minute. You had the best sales more than I've ever had. This is ridiculous. I was supposed to be the guy <laughs> time and time again. And let me tell you, I went from, Hey, wait a second. That kind of hurts my feelings to go, go, go. I'm sharing them on. I love it. Look, I, this is a perfect example. This past week, we have a certain minimum that we got to meet uh, in terms of buys from a particular manufacturer. It's a big minimum. And I, I was like, I'm taking, I need to take some personal time off to work on myself. So last week I took four days off. And man, in the back of my head, I'm like, will they meet that minimum? Will they meet that minimum? Not only did they meet it, they 3X the minimum. Made it, <laughs> The record that we've ever had was with me not being in the office. I wasn't sitting here ego hurt. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I mean, I, 
these girls are amazing. Yeah. My, my warehouse manager, I say girls, it's all girls and me and a guy. They didn't skip a beat. It was better than if I was there. They were like, yeah, you know, you were hovering over us, right? They were like, we, and we, and, and the truth is, and they said this, they were like, we know you needed some time. We know you needed, needed some space. We want to make you proud. We want it. We're part of a team. And look, that's a culture so right there. Man. It is culture. That's exactly where I was going. We all put, nobody's there to outshine anybody. I, I, say, I keep saying, I say this all the time, but there's certain things that I bank on, and this is one of them. If we spend more time together in the office and as a business than I do with my own family, if we're going to do that, we sure better enjoy it. And we, and, and I, I won't accept any other way. This needs to be a place of peace, a place of encouragement, a, a place of team. And that starts at the top. And I can say all these things all day long, but if I don't believe them, I'm not going to show action. And if I don't show action, they're not following. We have that culture and incredibly blessed to have it now. Yeah. These people see you uh, super stressed out. That's really whenever I think some of our true hidden personality comes out whenever we're really stressed out and we got to sell or whatever. We got to, we got to hit a quota of doors. And uh, if we don't yeah. hit it, we'll be stuck with them regardless. And and to know that, you know, they could see the struggle and it's not about, man, if I do real well, Ty's going to see how well I do. No, it's, Hey, Ty needs a break. Yeah. We got to step up here. Cause guess what? When they need the break, I'm stepping up, right? We're all in it together. Absolutely. So the last question might be fun. If you don't have an answer, that's okay too. We'll just uh, cut this part out. Any favorite books or podcasts that you recommend, gift to other people or think you should read? I am a huge podcast listener. I, I do read, I don't read fiction. I, I read all nonfiction. Really, from a podcast standpoint, uh, Valuetainment, Patrick Bet David is one of the best, in my opinion, uh, on the business side of things. For the fun side and serious side, Joe Rogan, absolutely love following. Jordan Peterson's a good, good one. David Goggins for motivation. I don't know if you know who David Goggins is, but absolutely incredible person to listen to and inspire, get inspired by. Uh, from a book standpoint, right now, particularly one I'm doing, not that it's business related, but is the love there to try and help with my relationship with my spouse, uh, how to become a better dad. That's really right now where my focus is, is on my family and not on my, on the business side of things. So my commitment this year is to read one book a week, no matter how small or how big it is. Uh, and right now I'm ahead of the game. So I'm doing well. Mr. Ty, I really appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate you inviting me, man. This was a pleasure. Um, if you need anything, holler. I'd be glad to help you if we can. That's it. That was the first episode. Thank you, Ty, for coming on. Thank you for sharing about work culture and getting out of your own way and how sometimes we just fall into businesses that we won't even realize. I wish you luck with your 20,000 square foot new building and much success being the best husband and dad that you can be. Once again, the show is sponsored by Scoliosis Center of Louisiana and Chiropractic. If you'd like to be a sponsor and you're in the Acadiana area, reach out. We'll take care of that for you. You will have a dedicated section on the homepage on a doctorsperspective.net. You'll be mentioned on the show. Subscribe on your podcast listening app so you don't ever miss another episode. And if you like what you're hearing so far, leave us a five-star review so that way more people in this area can discover businesses that can directly impact you. Y'all have a good one.